Hi, everybody. My name is Maddie. I'm Jill. And this is the The 20-ish Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, guys. What's going on? It is officially the holiday season. Heck yeah. We are so excited. Have you done your gift shopping? Absolutely not. No, me neither. Um, shit. No. I'm a very last minute type of gifter. Yeah. Which is kind of bad, but. Oh my God. I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, who do I need to buy gifts for? Am I going to buy gifts for them? <laughs> like, who can, who not, can I just? Who can I skip? Maybe not. And they'll be okay with it. Yeah. So. I know. I really haven't thought of that. I. Uh, It'll be fine. Especially family. It's so what hard because they get? have everything. Exactly. Like, what do I get my dad? I want I mean, the stuff that they already own. Yeah. Do I get him like a grilling tool or something? Like another That's one? That's fun. Oh, let me I've add this spatula before. to your five other spatulas. <laughs> I just like, number five. It's so difficult. I don't know what to do. He is trying to turn his home into like a smart home, you know, with all those cool Ooh, gadgets. Yeah. Jacob's into that. Does he have the hue light bulbs? He doesn't. Uh, you could get him so a, maybe, you could get him one because they're fifty dollars. Maybe two. Shit. Fifty <laughs> I should know this because we sell them. Yeah. But damn. You could start with that and he could have smart lighting too. Yeah, Jacob. Well, currently where we are recording, Jacob has these lovely lights set up where we can pick any color we want they're really exciting to light up our room so yeah i think we're still with the basic lighting but <laughs> yeah. it's not like we're not in a pink room right now but we tried that it was too dark and i was gonna fall asleep it was kind of like it, it is was like ariana cool, grande though. vibes like, i feel, I feel like, like oh she it was sits Dude. in pink light speaking of ariana grande there is a tweet that is i guess there was a tweet that surfaced that I saw recently of like someone doing a TikTok and they were, it was like Kat's voice from Victorious and it was essentially Ariana Grande doing the talking. So I thought, I thought it was Ariana Grande. It's Ariana Grande's lookalike. Ooh. There is a girl out there that looks just like Ariana Grande. That's kind of fun. It was fright. I don't, I feel like if I was Ariana Grande, I'd be kind of mad about it. Um, yeah, that's like the Kim Kardashian lookalike. Oh, there like, is one. Yeah. Oh, oh, the girl that does the voices. I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, voices. I thought there was a girl that could like really perfectly mimic Courtney. Oh, I don't know. Mm. But this girl looks just like Kim. I think she like kind of looked like her to begin with, and then like you know got the waist in. Oh and yeah. Did the whole thing, but Kim then ended up like hiring her to like be her for a day. Or oh, something. that's cool. So she like kind of embraced it. But yeah, I wonder how celebrities feel when people like try to be them same with that justin bieber meme of him eating the burrito weird <laughs> and how that was a whole setup with that guy who looked just like justin bieber yeah dude i don't know he was eating the burrito you know horizontally yes and it broke the internet and yeah, it was all a setup i wonder if it would break if i would break the internet if i posted a photo of me eating a burrito horizontally i Pro- think maybe if you were famous I mean, yeah. Or maybe someone would just see you and be like, this is weird. And, and then blow but not it up. now because. Not now. It's happened. It, it happened. But anyway, yeah, I saw that and my mind blew up and I went down a deep dive on this girl's Instagram. It looks just like her. It's crazy. I love that. Also, how does that work? Like the parents, 
then I was like thinking genetics, the parents. Well, everyone that's like a doppelganger. Yeah, but the parents wouldn't look alike. I don't know. I'm just, this is me being ignorant. But from a genetics perspective, I'm like, right. Huh. It just is weird to me. But I wonder yeah. if my doppelganger lives in the US. Hmm. I don't know. I did have one person come up to me when I was on campus and asked to take a photo of me because I looked just like his friend. And he was like freaking out. Were you like, yeah, of course. I was a freshman. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> now I would be like, get the fuck away from me. I would be like, yes. Now, I continuously absolutely. think about what did that man do with that photo? <laughs> Why did I Dude, let him take it? this was like it? five years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I just... I probably look very confused what? in the photo too. I wonder if that's like some sort of eh. fetish and it's not oh like God, on the dark you web. You always think like the worst. Well, no, because Andrew has a doppelganger, that person that I always. Yes. We have a friend, Andrew. I went to go see a band when I was in college and there is a guy in the band that is a spitting image of our friend. Exactly. They look so alike. See, okay. Now if that guy ended up becoming famous, should Andrew try to make money off of it i feel like yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so yeah that's I true i kind of get it yeah i get it like make your tiktok i kind of like do that your thing. yeah all right anyway speaking of celebrity something that you're loving this week i saw oh yeah it's a show that has a gorgeous celebrity in it yeah if any of you have gotten disney plus yet probably 99 percent of you if you're the one percent, step on it. <laughs> Just, Just for nostalgia purposes. Just for nostalgia. And I recently started The Mandalorian. I guess everyone fucking recently started it because it's new. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I started The Mandalorian, which is the Star Wars show. We we talked about that and how I really wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, didn't have Disney Plus yet. So yeah, I got it and I started watching the show. And Pedro Pascal is just a great person. I would. I don't actually know if he's like a Did great person. Did you ever person. finish Game of Thrones? I didn't finish Game of Thrones, but I got to the part what? where Pedro Pascal's character dies. Sorry if I just ruined that Spoiler for any alert. listeners. Whatever. Spoiler came alert. Out years ago. Um, um, how did you not finish it? Did you get stuck in season five? Yep, I got stuck in season you five. You gotta push through. I'm season gonna push five through. Worse. I couldn't watch the scene where the what's his name? The Hound? No, the Wolf? The Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are these names for the characters? It's medieval. Kind what's the of. what's the hound's brother? The mountain. Okay, the mountain like kills Prince Oberyn. I was like, yes. who is it? That was so sad. Yeah, that's brutal. Because you were like, yeah, he got him, and then I know he just gets then he killed. got too cocky, but in the grossest way. Yeah, it's really intense. Oh, it was so bad. Poor guy. I liked him. He's still gorgeous in real life, he though. Was a, Good makeup. An ethical slut, as one would say. Oh, right. Yeah. For like sure. Just, he's just living his best life. Yeah. Anyway, he's we also, love Pedro. Well, yeah. And he's also in Narcos, which is where I first mm. found out about him. Is he a lead in that? Yeah, he is. He is the partner of the guy that comes from America to catch Pablo Escobar. I really need to watch that show. It's so I entertaining. I think once I've done Breaking Bad, which I'm currently watching. Oh, yeah. I've been introduced to the world of drug TV shows. Mm. Wasn't really my kind of thing. Originally. Right. So I feel like I'll do Breaking Bad. Then maybe I can move into right. drug cartel, like, real intense I think shit. the most interesting part about it is that it's a true story. Mm. So you really do feel like you're, like, in with the history Right. Seeing what actually happened. I don't know how accurate, but 
I was, they show like pictures of the real crime investigation and like the scenes they do in the show. And I'm like, damn, that was accurate. Oh, that's cool. So I like it. And it goes quick. It's a short, short show. So yeah, I should get on it. I'm watching too much stuff at once right now though. So I need to like finish yeah, things. I need to take it one step at a time. But um, um, yeah, how many shows are you watching at the, at the moment? Like Yeah, right seven? now I'm watching Lizzie McGuire. Oh, love Breaking that. Breaking Bad. Okay, but there's only like two seasons of Lizzie McGuire. You'll, but each you'll season through. is like 30 episodes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because when I saw that too, I was like, it was only on for two seasons. And then I looked and it's like 62 episodes. Oh, fuck. I was like, well, okay. Um, so I'm watching Lizzie McGuire. What else did I say? Breaking Bad, Temptation Island. Big Mouth, I still need to finish oh, season three. It's love. so good. And my favorite of this week, which is Modern Love on Amazon Prime. Um, Modern Love is a column that was in the New York Times that I actually used to read. I testified to this, but I think it was a little too, I was in like high school and mm. reading it or like yeah. early college and it was kind of depressing Oh, sad. Um, because it's about, it's like stories of love and loss and um, divorce, death, gotcha. et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, so then they turned it also into a podcast, which is famous celebrities reading the essays that run in the column. Oh, I like and that. That's, really that's cool. cool. So like Kate Winslet, Daniel Tucci, Ben Platt, Saoirse Ronan, like... I should look that up. Cecily Strong. It's so good. Damn. And then they made it into a TV show, which is people acting out the essays from the Oh, column. dang. So there's okay. an episode with Tina Fey and John Slattery, one with um, Anne Hathaway, things like that. And it's so good. Are they short or like Yeah, they're short. Long? The episodes are only 30 minutes. Oh, nice. And they're individual stories. So like- you could just watch the sixth episode and then the second, whatever. Um, but it's really cool because some of the stories are like some of the really famous ones that I already knew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just beautifully acted out and it's short and it'll make you cry. I love it. It's so Wow, good. now I so should I start watching. I highly recommend if you can't read the column, which in this day and age, who actually reads anymore, sadly. <laughs> Um, I really recommend the podcast as a good introduction because they just read like the 15 minute column and then right. like they usually bring back the person who wrote it to talk about where they are now, like 10 years later or something, which is crazy. So yeah, highly recommend how did the you podcast find out, and the show. How did you find out it became a show? Like how did you, how were you like, I oh, I know someone, this. Yeah. I saw someone post, like an influencer was like, oh my God, watching Modern Love and crying. And I was like. Oh, cool. Whatever. <laughs> Some show I'll need to check out. But it didn't click to me. I didn't know that it was the column until I went in and it was like based on the New York Times, like best featured column, right. Modern Love. These stories are That's true so and cool. come to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, cool. And then that made me rediscover the podcast, which I had listened to a little bit, but now I'm diving into well, the depths of yeah love so it. yeah i highly highly recommend if you want to shed a tear or feel happy or both. we love to cry on this podcast so i cry so much <laughs> so cleansing speaking of i went to see mr rogers the mr rogers movie oh beautiful day in the neighborhood did he do a good job he did a good job okay he did a good job um 
And, you know, I'm pretty, I'm a fan of Mr. Rogers. yes. And specifically the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, that came out, what was that, two years ago? Legendary. I had that song Deserved an Oscar win, didn't even get a nomination. Oh, yeah. Can't comment. But. Upset. It didn't make me cry as much as that, but it was very emotional and. The guy who played the journalist or the actual lead in it was also very compelling. And yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. I recommend. I've had the song. I had the song stuck in my head yesterday. The Mr. Rogers song? Yeah. Oh, Wait, I forgot cute. how it goes now. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, day in the neighborhood. neighborhood. Oh, no. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Yeah, you're right. Would That's you it. Be mine? Would you be I don't mine? like that. It just like hangs you. Like, would you be mine? And then it, like, pauses for a long time. It's, uh, I don't know. Well, it's good fashion. job, Mr. Rogers. Anyway, so recommend that, too. Love it. With that, anything else we need to catch up on? How's the dating life? Um, dating life's the same. <laughs> um, Solid. Did you go on a second date so with I, that first guy? Uh, the I, loitering guy? I gotta say, I did not, um, go on the second date, everyone. We had it scheduled, and then I decided to not attend. <laughs> Why are you being so formal? <laughs> I just feel like he will be listening. He won't be listening, but <laughs> hey, buddy. It's like, move on. He sir. does not know. Yeah, no, he's probably doing his own thing cool guy really fun nice person um but as i had said from the last episode maybe that physical connection wasn't there you know what so, are you looking for um what's the dream good question i hmm it's That's hard okay. it's not like i'm not look. i'm not like I'm, i don't want to sound picky because like i feel like i'm not picky but like i'm also the type i'm realizing to like not want to meet someone on an online type of app or something mm. it's it's more of like if i see you in person like we like click or like have a connection right away then i can like tell you're like cool and like i don't know yeah. it's easy for me to like check up all the boxes quicker if i meet you in person like in one day i think that makes sense and then i can decide right away like if i want to hang out with you or not so Love the word connection it reminds me of the bachelor oh yeah you just have like such a strong connection i feel like i'm on the bachelorette except um I don't have 30 guys that want me at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. But it could be, so you're it could just be single, similar. Basically. <laughs> I'm just single. That's the No guys uh, showing up in like fun costumes or something. I like, I'm picturing yeah, their first night. Yeah, isn't that the weirdest like, part? When does that come back? When does the I don't know. Who even is the Bachelorette? See, Bachelor. We, we, it's ba- No, Bachelorette. Because you gave up, too, on watching I the gave show, up. It right? was so much work. I just couldn't I keep know, up. I know, but we both gave up right when they really, like, revived Oh, when it started to get good. I know. And I guess Hannah and Colton seasons, which I gave up right before. Oh, Hannah was the last one, I think. And I was like, screw the show, because they had Ari, and then... Becca was a snooze, and I was like, I'm done with this oh, fucking yeah, show. Oh, yeah, Becca was... Ari sucks, okay? Yeah, and then they picked Colton. I'm like, I'm not watching a 20-year-old virgin. Like, Colton's not 20. He's, like, love. old. Not Is old. Is he? No, he's, like, t- late 20s, but... Look, we're, we're spreading rumors. But anyway, what? I was like, <laughs> screw this show. That's what I was like, too. And then apparently his season was crazy. Yeah. And then Hannah's season was crazy. And I missed them both. And Hannah has... but Out of pride. You know what makes me the most upset is that I'll dedicate my time to the show, and then at the end, they're not even with anyone. It's like, what was the point of that? 
You're just and not going to date someone? that's becoming an ending now. It's like, dude, pick someone. Like, come on. Well, Colton is still dating, right? Colton's dating this blonde girl. I don't right. know her name. Cassie? Is that um, her name? I don't know, but he was like- Wow, we really know nothing. Like this is post. not a Bachelor podcast. Yeah, Jesus. If someone, if you're a Bachelor super fan, I apologize. Oh, and then the I pilot, I guess, is going to be the new- Bachelor, the guy that she had oh. sex in the windmill with. See, I know nothing. Hannah about had sex season. with the guy in a windmill. This was like the whole meme. Oh, God, that's I so exciting! This I should. I don't know anything. Anyway, maybe we can hop back on the wagon. By the way, it comes speaking, oh, out tell me on more. January twenty twenty. So oh, so we can just maybe we should hop back in. Hop back in. Yeah, she is on Dancing with the Stars, and I saw that she's a fanatic. Finaliest? Oh my god! <laughs> I saw that she's in the finale, I guess, or a finalist, or some crap. I don't know how it works, but she's dancing with a guy that's from Minnesota, and I was like, he's kind of handsome. So then I went down a deep dive on him, just like learning all about this pop culture and people. You love a deep dive. I love a deep dive. I go down rabbit holes way too often. What? Where do you go? So if you're like obsessed with someone, where uh, do we start? What's the progression? Are you Googling? Are you YouTube videoing? I'll just, Instagram? Oh, good question. Um, I'll normally go to their Instagram. Check them out. See if they're uh, common users. Frequent users? <laughs> Frequent users. Um, then I'll probably Google them, read their Wikipedia page. That's maybe 85% accurate. <laughs> yeah. You know how on Wikipedia it gives you the like spouse, children, and like has lists and shit. Right. I'm like, oh, you were married to this person? Who's that? And then I'll see if they were in some movies. And I'm like, oh, like you're pretty famous. Click on them. Then I'll see who they were married to mm. for like a third husband because, you know, everyone gets divorced. It's that yeah. type of shit where I just keep going down a rabbit hole. I love hole. that. The spouses. We were talking today about Larry King, I think, had like is on his eighth wife or something. People, oh my God, that's another like, thing. What? People are getting married for this, like, the seventh time when they're, like, 75. And I'm like, how are you still getting married at 75? Yeah, I don't know. I, like, just give up. But I lo- it's, it's, <laughs> it's, help- it's, helpful. it's helpful to me because then I get to go down further rabbit holes. So. Right. I agree. You know. Well, with that, should we dive into our topic today? Yeah, let's hear it. Which is... Um, we're talking about money today and that was a uh, a sample money, you could call money, it money. Um, hopefully a copyright for are you an abba fan <laughs> am i i'm more of a money huge. fan but also a huge abba fan wow that was capricorn of you <laughs> i'm a money fan uh, it was um i'm a huge abba abba however you pronounce it fan that's actually my Instagram bio is Abba Enthusiast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, huge fan. Have been since I was like six. And. It's a shame that they really don't get along anymore. Yeah. And. Rip. Some are dead. Are they? No, they're all alive, dude. Are they all alive? Yeah. We're spreading rumors tonight. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of rumors. Yeah. They're, they're not getting back together. But in um, Mamma Mia 2. One of the guys from ABBA is playing the piano in the Waterloo scene. So no that's cool. way. That's yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's that's really cool. Cute. That's a fun fact. So we love that. Um, anyway, today we're talking about money, and that's because we put out a little Instagram question thing asking what people wanted us to talk about, what's on their mind, etc. And an overwhelming kind of theme was talking about money, whether that's saving money, paying back loans, budgeting, 
handling finances as a young adult. So I thought, as two young adults ourselves, two business school students, one who majored in finance, Ooh, two I, that Capricorns, means I'm an expert. <laughs> two Capricorns, which um, usually are money stereotyped hungry. as yeah, being money hoes. Um, I thought we could talk about it because Jill and I do have some similar spending habits, I would say. Yeah. But we also have different priorities for our money. That's true. And um, I'm just going to put it out there. I think Jill's more responsible than I am. Just get that I'm gonna out of the way I'm going to put it right out there, now. too. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, was, that was an accurate statement. Yeah. I am impulsive, but I am probably yeah, a little think, more responsible at spending than you. Right. With all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve the respect. I am an impulse shopper, and we can talk about that. Which a is why bit. you have such good style. Okay, I did. Oh God, Jill! Last Friday, this past Friday. Okay, I may have spent six hundred dollars one day. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say sixty. Uh, I no, really thought you were gonna say six 60. zero zero. All right, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna take a guess at what website was at least one of the websites you went on. I didn't go on. Ooh, oh, you went well, to the stores? Of. Did I you did go, go to a store. Did you buy shoes? Uh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, there, there's a purchase that is the majority of it. I, I can I can just tell you. Yeah, let's just so I bought it. Harry Styles tickets. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. That's, so, a, that's something fun, though. That was a solid with, because I get ticket protection because I'm a scared we don't want another One Direction uh, mishap. <laughs> that's totally why. Yeah. Uh, that's a story for another time. Anyway, yes. So I spent like $350, I think, at the end in Harry Styles tickets. And then I went to Express and I went to Loft. Love the Loft. I may have opened a Loft credit card. We're going to talk about some financial Alrighty. Alrighty. after this. Okay, but the reason I did it is because it brought my $200 coat down to $70. Oh, wow. And they said you can, go- you can pay off the card in store so I can charge it to my left credit card to like get the points. And then immediately like you can pay your bill at the register with oh, your that's debit nice. card. That's nice. But anyway, yeah, I fucking signed up for that. And then I went to dinner <laughs> and a show and... Long story short, yeah. So Sometimes um, you just have a heavy spending day. So I feel like this is a good time for us to talk about money. I can kind of get back into my methods yeah. and refocus going into the holiday season, which is so tempting to spend oh, I know. a ton of money. With Black Friday and all that shit. Yeah, are you participating? I don't do Black Friday. I do Cyber Monday. Mm. So... I won't go to the stores and all that because I just don't like people. <laughs> so Valid. I don't like being surrounded by people for things where I feel like I'm not even getting that good of a deal on. Like some people have loaded carts of stuff and I'm like, are you really getting that big of a deal on everything? I feel like a lot of it is It's all mental. Yeah, yeah, it's psychological. Some so. stuff have good deals, but when that stuff runs out, then you're done. Right. Anyway. Anyway, so um, I thought we could maybe, you know, since I've blown my budget, I thought maybe we could start by discussing budgeting. Yeah. Do you have a budget for your week, for your month, for your life? Do you have any budgets? So that's a good question. I don't, 
I don't, I'm not good at writing things down mm. on like, here's everything that I'm spending on food, travel, um, laundry like categorical stuff. Yeah. Expenses. Like gas, all that stuff. I don't write it down. I like to just, it's, I'm pretty good at keeping it all mental. Mm. Um, and keeping track of like when I get paid and how much I want to have by this day. And right. I, I'm just good at keeping track in my brain. Also, I will say a lot of food or a lot of money that I used to spend was on food. And now that I'm trying to watch what I eat and exercise, I like don't spend that money anymore. So I feel like this episode is really going to point out the fact that Jill's uh, really improving <laughs> oh, as a human. Oh, and God, no. Some of us are still stuck in the old days. That's so not true. I went to Blue Door yesterday. It was so good. I feel like I need to start calling Blue Door out all the time because I am still obsessed with them. Yeah. Ugh, please. But that's hire good. You me. deserve to joking. treat yourself. Yeah, of course. Treating yourself is important. See, but oh, go oh, ahead. I was going to say I think this is another difference in the way we spend is that you would like go and buy like stuff from Sephora or like a new pair of nice shoes or something. And like that's how you like treated yourself where I will go to Target and buy random like junk. <laughs> That's so and true. And spend a hundred dollars. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I wish I could afford to get new makeup. And it's like, what are you buying? That's fair. Okay, I can see that. That's true. Because like we I'm live gonna, together. That's true. Yeah. I'm going to touch on how I'm working on that in a second. But I think that's interesting that you don't have a specific budget. I think because that's because I'm frugal with my money, though. Not, like, frugal, right, like, I'll go out with naturally. friends, but, like, to myself, I'm frugal. So I'm, like, not worried that I'm not going to have anything in there because I tell myself if you spend this, you're not going to have anything in there. Right. You know? Interesting. Like, what do you, do you, because I know you're a writer and planner and you like to plan everything out, so. Yes, I do have a budget. Um, it's a little bit more abstract, but basically when I started full-time, I, like, mapped out a month. Like, what right. are going to be my regular, like, reoccurring expenses? Right. So, rent, um, I estimated, you know, an average of $50 on electric. Sometimes, like, my last electric bill that I just got, $14. But in the summer when I was running the AC, 60 So, I just mentally averaged it out to be 50 Right. Then I also did, like, what is gas? Because I drive to work. Every day. Oh, yeah. I fill up like week. once a week and that's yeah, what me eats too. my money. So I anticipated like, oh, let's guess $40 a week. Mm -hmm. to, and I would say not only should you not lie to yourself when creating a budget about your actual spending habits, you should over anticipate them. Oh, so definitely. All the time. I probably only actually spend like $110 on gas a month, maybe 120 like $30 a week, but I anticipated 160 mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm on That's budget. nice that you know that because honestly, I don't know what I'm, I just know that I'm not running out of money in my account, but right. realistically, I don't know how much I spend a month on gas. Mm. I guess if I thought about it, I can, it's probably yeah, the same as you, but out. like, shit, like, should I be keeping track of that? Like, I don't think you have to, but I did all of this and I, you know, guessed how much am I going to spend on groceries? Right. So these like pretty to me, those are, like, more fixed expenses. Like, I'm always going to buy groceries every month. Mm -hmm. Like, and usually that's, like, $60 maybe three times. That was, like, my guess. Right. Maybe four times. 
Anyway, so I did this to come up with a, and then deducted savings and tax and all of that to figure out, and insurance, because I pay for health insurance, how much can I spend every week on average in fund spending, quote unquote, to still put this much away, pay for these like fixed expenses, blah, 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 just to have a ballpark. That's super nice. And so I came up with that figure and I don't think money should be taboo. So I'm just going to say it. I could spend, you know, like $200 a week. That's not, that's doable. I don't need to spend that much. And some weeks I can spend more and I will be okay. Right. But that was where I was like, this is like a safe range, not counting groceries, not counting gas, just fun, like going out to eat. Nice. Getting drinks, whatever. And I think 200 is a really good amount. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's perfectly, that's fine. Um... So I think it's important to, number one, track your spending before you make a budget for yourself so you actually know how you spend. Oh, definitely. Over-anticipate. And then, yeah, just don't think that your spending habits are going to change. Because when I was like making this full-time, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll only spend this much on drinks or whatever. It's like, don't fucking lie to yourself. Oh, right. I'm not going to like go from night to day. Like I'm not going to become a new person. Am I going to want that fourth drink at the bar? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm for sure. So it's important. I think to be honest with yourself, track your spending, um, and then create whatever kind of budget, whether it's mental, whether it's just a limit, whether you're someone who writes down, you know, every category, like I can spend $50 on coffee shops. I can spend, Right. $120 on gas. Whatever works for you. There's many ways, I think. Yeah, I think... And I keep, help keep track by just checking my account. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't check it that often. Like, sometimes when I feel like I might... Because I can just get a sense based on, like, oh, I've been spending a lot lately. Like, yeah, where how, am I at? How often do you check your um, bank accounts? Maybe, like, once every two weeks. Oh, wow. Is that a lot? No, I check like every couple days. Really? Yeah. Well, it's smart to do that. Sometimes I'll scare myself or if I'm making a lot of purchases or before I pay my credit card, I'll go on Mm. my app and just look at all the charges because I don't know. It's smart to check because then you'll see if something you really didn't pay for is on there. Yeah. You want to make sure there's nothing fraudulent on there. So. And I also, I've recently, because my spending, well, it was very out of control two days ago, but, um... Like a month ago, I was like, okay, I'm probably, I think I'm spending more than I need to. So I started, and I think I'm going to do it through the rest of the year. Maybe every week for forever. I don't know. But (laughs) um, I have started writing down every purchase I make in a week. Nice. So there are like these videos that aren't going around YouTube right now called like what I spend in a week where Mm -hmm. someone like walks you through everything. Oh my God, they're so addicting. I love when people talk about money. Anyway. Um... So I started writing down and like the next day going through my bank account or every couple of days, yep. writing down everything that I spent. And it did open my eyes to the way I was spending. Granted, this Friday was not a good situation, but whatever. <laughs> it already started helping me improve and it's gone incrementally down because I would like write down Target $43.58. Yep. And I would say, what did I buy? Oh, and I know. I couldn't think of what I bought. I know, right? For $43.58. Yeah. And I was like, 
that shouldn't be happening. Yep. Where I can't even speak to what that was. That's so true. Cause also balancing your checkbook is something that mm. you should do, which is like what my mom used to tell me I should do, which is essentially you can literally write down, like go online, go on your bank account app, write down all your transactions, do the math on your own to make sure what you're seeing is the amount that you're seeing in your account essentially. But yeah, balancing your checkbook is literally doing that, like writing everything down and saying, like when I would do that, I'm like, oh shit, what did I spend $23 on? I don't remember that. And balancing your checkbook actually came from when people like wrote checks out. Yes, essentially. And to make sure no their check one, went through or something. Like, no one does that anymore. Yeah. But online banking is such a great tool. Oh, it is. I love it. So whatever you do, I just think it's good to to check in. And there's so many apps now that you can use for budgeting oh, yeah. and for tracking your spending. Do you use one? No, I don't. I don't either because it scares me when it's like, you spent three $300 on Starbucks. So I it's hate like, oh, getting fuck. yelled at. And also, it doesn't, the amount of work I have to do to, like, manually, like, sort things. Because right. it'll, like, default target to, like, oh true regular shopping. I'm true. like, well, part of that was groceries. Part of that was, right. you know, whatever. So, for me, I found some apps that I do like, but you have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't, I'm doing this range kind of budgeting version. Yeah. That I don't need to break it down super far. Yeah. I just need to see, you know, how much am I spending every week. And so writing it down has been a good way to keep up on checking it, see what I'm spending, and like manually process that rather than just having it sorted out. Yeah. Whatever works for you. For sure. Yeah. Also, I just get nervous with the apps because I don't like a lot of apps to have my bank information. Mm -hmm. Like even Venmo, when I first got Venmo, I was like (laughs) stressed. I'm like, is this, is this like fine? Is this legit? But yeah. But yeah, whatever, everything is different for everyone. So whatever works best for you, I guess, to help from a budgeting perspective, whether you're like me and you're pretty more (laughs) laid back and all in your head or like mad over here. Who, uh, yeah, and then there are some people who go even further than I do. So Oh, for sure. Um, I also just want to touch on a couple like tips, maybe I would call them. Like uh one thing is like deleting people from your feed that make you feel like you have to spend money. So I don't know where I heard this, but this is like kind of a philosophy for mental health and the game of comparison and like body image. Like if someone makes you feel bad about the way you look because they're so unobtainable to you or something. Right. Like, do you need to consume that content every day? Right. Probably not. Likewise, I think following influencers who lead a completely different lifestyle than you can afford to can be kind of damaging to your mental health because you see someone getting to go to Soul Cycle and shop at Whole Foods and like do these things that cost a lot of money and it might make you feel like, oh, if I spend more, like I'll look cooler or I'll have a better life or whatever. So I think maybe detoxing your feed from those who make you feel that way too is maybe a tip. Yeah, no, that's a good idea, especially if you're one, like, I don't follow that many influencers, but, like, Maddie, you follow, like, a bunch of influencers, mm. so that's a really good point. And also, 
just being able to cut your expenses if you can. Um, like I was thinking about this earlier and I'm like, holy shit, like we have like five streaming. Like I actually was thinking about all the streaming services we use. Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, now Disney Plus. Disney Plus, HBO. Yeah. It's like disgusting. Yeah. I was thinking about that, um, for this podcast episode because I'm like, oh, like, what are my subscriptions? Like, I got rid of Stitch Fix because I'm like, do I really freaking mm, need Stitch Fix? I got Stitch rid Fix? of FabFitFun. Yeah, like, do I need that? Um, like, and we have, like, our AMC movie yep. movie thing where we pay, like, 23 pass. bucks a month. So it's things like that that I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize how much money I spend. Because I think it's always easier to, like, spend less than make more. Just time-wise, usually. For sure, for you know, sure. Like, to go and make more money that requires another job. For sure. A raise, whatever. Yeah. But to cut your spending is something that you can control more. Yep. Um, And sometimes you can't, and that's fine. But, yeah, I think looking to see where you can cut your costs and knowing what your priorities are. Like, for us, the, the most expensive thing in my budget is my rent. Yep, me too. But that I was comfortable with because living alone was my financial priority. Definitely. And my personal priority. Yep. So you need to budget for the life that you want. And if you can't afford the life you want, don't lie to yourself and end up in debt. (laughs) Do not, you guys. Like live with Uh, a roommate. Yeah. If like you're crunching the numbers and it's going to be a struggle, like don't do it to yourself. Yeah. Follow the rules. Being a debt is hard. When I worked at the bank, oh my gosh. I just Yeah, that's right. The bank. You just see so many different types of stories from a financial perspective. Some people are really on top of it and doing so well and you're so proud of them. And there's other people that have like no background knowledge on how to manage your finances, how to manage their finances and um literally just no knowledge on common spending, like how to spend correctly. So there were people that would come in with loads of debt or can't get a credit card because they their messed up with their, yeah, they messed up with their other credit cards, stuff like that. And it's like, holy frick, like the stuff you see. Right. And so. I don't even think we're diving into credit today, but maybe perhaps that could be a topic for another day. Some of your tips on building credit, because there's so many things that contribute to it. And honestly... It drives mm-hmm. so much of what you're able to do. Yeah. Your credit score I and think things. The common takeaway from a credit perspective is just making sure you're paying off your credit card. So mm-hmm. as long as you're getting that balance that's due paid on time, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um and then like other things like breaking your lease or closing right. a credit card, like those right. have impacts. So yeah. you need to before you make yep. any decisions that just seem like Oh, you like know, no smart big deal. Decisions, yeah, look into it. Look into it because That's things true. can affect your credit score. That, like, to me, breaking a lease, I'm like, oh, like, what if you had to move for your job and right. you need to break a lease? Right. There's a financial implication. Right. So yeah, and that's that's a good point with like the closing the credit card. Like, there's nothing wrong with leaving your credit card open, exactly, um, and not using it. Like, that's what I'm doing with one of my credit cards. I don't use it, but it's open um, because showing that you have additional lines of credit actually helps you so exactly because then you're only the amount of credit you're given versus the amount that you're using that ratio also is part of 
determining your right. credit score. And so that's why I just got this store card, my first store card, I must say, probably last. Um, <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Like, honestly, I feel like it's not a bad idea. I'm comfortable with having it. it because I can just leave it open. There's no annual fee. Mm-hmm. And I can just leave it open and not touch it. And then now, you know, my I think my automatic credit limit was like three grand or something. So then that's just an extra three grand that contributes right. to that ratio. Right. Which is great. Yeah. So. That's a good point. Um, some other tips. Find a way to treat yourself. I think as much as we're talking about cutting your expenses and um, watching your money and things like that, I think it's still important to... And some people can't. And I, I want to say I understand that some people can't. And I'm that's awful. Like that, It's really sad that some people will work three jobs and still, you know, be scraping by. Um, but for those who are, you know, trying to get into a better financial situation, maybe just trying to get a better handle on their money, I think it's important to also give yourself room to enjoy a treat. So like I let myself buy lunch once, maybe twice a week at work. Yeah. Um, so it gives me something to look forward to. But then it's also making sure that I'm packing a lunch the other three or four days True. that week mm-hmm. instead of eating out all week on accident. Definitely. So it's like a little treat on like Thursday or Friday. I get Chipotle. Love but that. But I've packed my lunch all the other days. Yeah. So little things like that. That's awesome. I think, I think yeah, my I have like a fun day also similar mm. to you where um, – like I'll eat out or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Cause when I like to splurge with my money, it's like on food. Like I don't Me too. I'm not like a, oh, let me go buy like something at a clothing store. It's like let me go out and eat because I love food. So Right. Yeah, and then I guess um one last thing before we move on to a couple like other topics of money is to know your temptations. So like how I was talking about impulse spending at Target, that's something that I'm currently working on. But one that I had was Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I was literally addicted to Starbucks. I went every day before work, I want to say, most days, four out of five <laughs> days of the week. I went to Starbucks. I considered getting their credit card. Like, I'm just they being fully transparent. Card? Yeah. And I was going to get it. Wow, that's smart of them. Um, it's really smart because you also get like 60,000 free stars. So basically you get like a year of drinks for free when you open the credit. It's very tempting. What? But there is a $50 annual fee. Oh. So unless you're spending. It's worth it if you go there every single day. Right, exactly. Like. Which I was doing. And when I calculated out, it would have been worth it. But. It is a $50 annual fee. Mm-hmm. And then if you stop going, you're still paying that fee. Yep. And if you close that credit card eventually, that's going to hurt your credit score. Yeah. So it you probably, have to kind yeah. of think yeah. about those things. But anyway, I was tempted to get the credit card. Went to Starbucks every day. Obsessed. Then I moved to St. Paul. I now do not, because the Starbucks that I went to on my way to work from Minneapolis Right off the highway. Yeah. Like simple pull-in, drive-through, easy. Now the way I drive, to go to a Starbucks, I have to go several minutes out of the way to one that doesn't have a drive-through or like several minutes out of the way and like go in the opposite direction and 
like I don't do that. I'm anymore. so proud of you. Look at you so go. Having a new route actually helped me. I'm guessing probably save like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Dude, a month. yeah, like, I'm that, not even it kidding. adds up. Like it doesn't sound like it adds up. It really does. But when you're getting a blueberry muffin and yeah, that's like whatever, you're spending like ten bucks every time. Yeah, I was reloading like crazy. Like this was absurd. So now that I don't have an easy option, right? I don't. I save so much money every month. So if you're able to change up your route, like if you're someone like me who like really has a hard time with self control, how can you position yourself to not have to get into those moments mm-hmm. of temptation? So proud. That's so, actually a big deal for you. It really was because I was, love Starbucks. I was in a a, a dark place with the Starbucks. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Everybody give Maddie a clap on the other end. Thank you, thank you. And then I just have one more tip, and then we can move on. Um, It's this thing called the three-day rule. Oh, yeah, what is that? Yeah, okay, so Jacob's friend from school once mentioned this to me. I thought it was really interesting, where she does this thing. I don't know if she still does anymore. I don't chat with her regularly, but anyway. (laughs) She did this thing where if she... You know, if it's a Monday afternoon, she's like, oh, I'm really craving, like, a Panera bagel or something. She will yes. wait oh my three gosh. days and see if she still has that urge. Yes. And if she does, great, go treat yourself. But it will probably go away in those three days. Yes. And then you haven't spent the money. I do that too. Yeah. So I I've do been it. trying to do that more. That's so smart. I actually do it for the health reason. Like mm. I'm craving like Portillo's or something and I'm like, okay, just wait three days or wait a while if you're craving it still in three days like go eat a portillo's hot dog like you're not gonna die um but if i'm not then i didn't really need to eat that and i saved some calories yeah so that's another self-control method yeah it's really helpful i highly recommend it because i think that's part of the issue is like like do you having need access this or to these things. yeah it's really like do you need versus mm-hmm. do you want like and with this target sure. addiction I have, you know, there are ways that I can avoid <laughs> that. It's hard because when I drive home, it's right there. Yeah. Like I'm, it's right you're just so open about it. And I'm really, I love that. Like, yeah. it's bad. Like, I feel bad because you're like, I'm addicted to Target, which so many people are. I love Target. But if people don't talk about it and if people aren't actually honest about not being perfect with money, mm-hmm. especially women who, like, talking about money is still taboo like no one's gonna feel comfortable growing and learning if we're not openly discussing it so yeah i had a problem with starbucks we've gotten way better proud i have a problem with target i'm working on it (laughs) i think maybe i need to set up some rules like you're not allowed to go to target like monday hours tuesday wednesday kind of thing i don't know i haven't decided but I think maybe, you know, like when I work from home, you know, like once or twice a month, those days I don't go out and spend money because I'm at home. You're at home. Yeah. So how can you, you know, there's some stuff you can't control, but kind of crafting your life around things that, you know, trigger you. Definitely. If possible. Yeah. Anyway. On to the next yeah, let's talk about saving. Saving. Budgeting, saving, all the things we like to do. <laughs> this is where, once again, um, <laughs> this is really me being very honest. Jill's better than me at this. She always was, I think, because in high Thanks, school, buddy. I had a really disposable income. 
And I spent it all because I really loved clothes and food. So you've always been a saver. So I really like to hear from you about your like methods of saving, like what percentage are you putting in the bank? If you do, um, what, like besides just a regular savings account, what are other things you do to save? for sure. Just because I think you're kind of the expert (laughs) here on the couch. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm very, and I'm always trying to learn new things. Again, I, I really am not like the savings expert like overall, but um, there's a lot of things that I do to try to save because I'm competitive with myself. So, for example, when I was in high school, um, I worked at Six Flags. <laughs> so, um, But anyway, I worked at Six Flags, and at that amusement park, they literally forced me to work, like, 40 hours a week. Like, I was working nonstop. Yeah, Jill, her story is about high school. She's, like, a manager at Six Flags yeah, at age 16. I got promoted and had, like, people that were 35 under me. Not to hate on a 35-year-old working under a 16-year-old. That was, like, very... Like, obviously, they didn't like doing that. Yeah. But... Just an odd place. It was an odd... It was an odd uh, situation. But anyway, when I worked 40 hours a week, my paychecks were insane. Like, Mm -hmm. very large amounts of money for a 16-year-old. So, what I would do at the time is just throw that money in my... Like, probably at least 75% of it in my savings. Because, number one... Well, we lived at home. We lived at home, so, like, I didn't have any expenses, really, to, like, what was I paying for? Mm -hmm. Um, And then in my free time, I didn't have free time because I literally worked 40 hours a week, which sounds really sad. But, like, um, I just didn't do a lot, like, where I needed to spend money. just intuitive to you to not go spend it? Because to me, I would just be like, great, I live at home. That's a I good, can spend that's all a good, of this, yeah. which is what I did, right. and I regret it. That's a good point. I think that goes back to like me being competitive with myself. I'll put it in my savings. I'm like, oh, I'm almost at like 2,000, just like a hypothetical uh, number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm almost here. Let me get there. And then when I get there, I'm like, sick, I hit that goal. Let me go to another goal. And I'll like compete with myself to see how fast I can get there. Oh, wow. Um, that's healthy. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if that's like really healthy, <laughs> but um, I would do that. And that just kind of helped me like build the build savings, but I'd always keep some in my checking and be like, okay, this is how much you have to spend um, before your next paycheck comes in in two weeks. So mm-hmm. like, don't spend it all because you shouldn't be doing a transfer of any kind. You know, right. I tried really hard not to transfer money um, out of my savings account. So that's that was kind of how I started it. Um, now as we're older and like we actually have expenses and things we need to pay for. Um, and I like going out and having fun. Um, I have my solid, like one savings account with my bank. So every time we get paid, which is every two weeks for me, I'll throw a hundred or $200 in there. Um, if, if it'll, if that time allows for it. So like now that we're coming up on the holidays, I probably won't right throw a lot of money in there, but if it's like a downtime or I have a little bit extra still left over in my checking, I'll throw some in my savings account and just pretend like I never got paid that amount. Um, and then on top of that, when we started full-time jobs, you have like your 401k option and all that. Um, so I enrolled in my company's stock purchasing plan. So some Mm. of my money goes into there where I can purchase stock and stuff like that. And then, uh, some of my money goes into my 401k, which is like, 
as a 22 year old, I'm doing the max amount or something right. for the price match. Cause I'm 22 and same. why not? And that's something that I think the standard order of savings that you should be focusing on, I think is first establishing an emergency fund. So like typically I think most people do like, you want to have like at least a thousand dollar, like kind of nest egg yep. on the side yep. that if you know, your car, yep has an issue or something or you need to replace whatever, that's like your little emergency fund. And then from there, you can start looking into, you know, expanding that money, but also getting into your 401k program if you're at an employer that sponsors that. And the 401k is a retirement savings account. Yep. Um, Typically, and it's through your employer and most corporate employers, I want to say, offer a match program. Um, and when, you know, if you're in college or something and you're looking into full time jobs, it's really important that you fully know the benefits that you're getting beyond that baseline salary because your 401k and it's match. Um, so I think I can say from, from my work, it's a 6% match. Um, so they'll match, they automatically give me. Wait, no, that's incorrect. It's 3%, max 3% match plus an additional 4 so 7%. Yeah. And it sounds really confusing, but like in dollars terms, like just say you put $2 in, they'll match you $2 and they'll put $2 in, right? Yeah, Is that some, like, something That's like, like the that. most basic explanation. But basically, um, yeah, they offer a match on however, it depends on their rate, but right. whatever you're putting in, yep. they'll match it to some degree yep. um, up to a certain extent. And it's also important when you're looking at that and figuring out, you know, how much can I put in there? You understand how compounding interest works because you putting in $100 now versus you putting in that same $100 when you're 40 is a difference of like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Figuratively. So it's important to save as much as you can, as young as you can, if you're in a financial situation to be able to. Right. Obviously, it's like hard. No, yes. Not everyone can do that. But if you can, But if you can, I prioritize it. that. Definitely. Because it'll pay you back in your retired years and later in life when you have children and maybe need to cut back on how much you're contributing to retirement. Definitely. You can afford to because it has been compounding for so much longer. For sure. Um, and then also, last thing on... 401k, make sure you understand your company's vesting period, which is when you are able to take the money that they have matched and that you have contributed. So for example, some places will do like a incremental, like you're entitled to 25% of their match after you've been there for one year, 50% two years. Some people mm-hmm. do a cliff yeah. where after three years, you know, everything that they've matched, you can take with you. But it's important to know that so you're not entering a job thinking, I'm only going to be here for one year, but they have like a three-year cliff. Like, it's yeah. important that you understand how to best manage that money. Right. And just ask your HR um, partners mm-hmm. because those people are there to help you, and that's what they studied, like Maddie. <laughs> so they know all that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, I ask those questions because they're really important. And if you don't have a four hundred one k option with your employer, you're not. Maybe you're in contract. Maybe you're yeah in a part time situation or 
whatever. Um, you do have the option to open an IRA or a Roth IRA, yep. which is a individual retirement savings account. Um, you're not going to get a match on it because there's no employer sponsoring it, but it's if you can start saving for retirement now rather than later, very important. Yeah. And you can open, which is sick. I mean, I'm like, let me get everything, but I'm obviously <laughs> can't right now, but you can open as many of these types of accounts as you want, as long as you, you like, obviously if you have the money for it and you want to do that. Um, obviously we're not financial professionals, so yes, like, all of this like, is what don't listen to us. A grain <laughs> like, of salt and gr- an encouragement to go research this on yeah, your own. Yeah, definitely go research. Um, talk to like an actual financial consultant or something who Very knows true. how to handle people and their personal finances. This is just like, talk to your parents. Yeah. Seriously. This is just tips and advice. Cause even like when I'm sitting in the queue with my coworkers, we'll be like chatting and I'm like, Oh, I just learned something new today. Like tell, like, how did you guys know how to do this? Right. And so. it's important to just start having these conversations and learning as soon as you can. Right. Rather than just like, putting it off because it's uncomfortable right. or it's daunting. Like it's a lot to try to wrap your head around. Like yeah. It's, I'm financial. still like so confused about 90% of it, honest to God. And like, if you're 22 right now and you don't have a 401k, you're not going to die. Like you're okay. Exactly. Yeah. Don't freak out. Um, because I tend to freak out. Like I feel like I'm behind and we're not like, we're going to be okay. Everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. First prioritize. And we'll talk about this in a second. Like Get out of debt. Oh, yeah. Get stable. Get an emergency fund. And then start thinking about retirement, a money market account. Then right. you can think about investments. Like, there's no reason for you to have like $20,000 in credit card debt <laughs> and you're trying to invest your money in the stock market. Like, that does not align. True. Yeah. yeah. So there, go talk step. to a professional. Go talk exactly. to a consultant or advisor. Um, one other quick thing, if you have some extra funds or are looking to save in a different fun way is through Acorns. And we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast. Um, but since we're talking about saving again, I just thought I'd bring it up. So I use Acorns. It's essentially just an app. So it was free for students. So if you're a student, um, it's free for you. So definitely check check it out. Um, I think now I'm getting billed $1 a month for it since I'm okay. no longer a student. Um, and it just comes right, right out of my Acorns account. But essentially, how you sign up is when you go through the app, it'll ask you questions about yourself, about your income, what you make, what you do for a living, um, and kind of where you're looking to go from an investment um, standpoint. So, like how much risk you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. So, are you trying to be more risky, less risky? Um, me as a 22 year old, I think I'm on the riskier side of investing, which is typically how it goes. And, um, I don't know if this is going to be confusing, but your 401k is also a form of investment. Just right. you're not handling it. Right. And they will, as you get older, put your money into more conservative yeah. stocks. Yep. Because you have more ability to lose it all and you know recover as a young person exactly. than an old person. Right. So. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I kind of chose the high the higher risk um profile essentially and then what it does from there is link to your debit card and your spending habits so every time i spend say i spend a dollar and 20 cents on a pack of gum or something there's a thing called roundups with an acorn well to take that 
80 cents to get to $2. So however many cents it takes to get to the next dollar and they'll invest that for you. Um, so it does that every time I have a transaction on my debit card and you can link it to as many cards as you want. I only have it on one card because if you're constantly spending, it tends to do roundups like (laughs) a lot. And again, you can do settings on the app to say when you want it to invest for you. So it's not reoccurring. Exactly. And it's not like constantly pulling dollars out. Um, You can set it to make sure it doesn't make you go negative or stuff like that in your account. Um, But yeah, I've, I don't frequently check it. I wonder if I should maybe more, but I kind of like going every month or so on Acorns to see how I'm doing. Um, I Because it's a long-term it's a, game. It, yeah, you're not going to make like $10,000 in a month. Like This is like a slow It's very growth. slow. Yeah, it's very slow growth. Um, it's just something to put aside. I know one of my coworkers has it, I found out, and he uses it for travel, so... Mm. Um, after a few months, he'll take all the money out of there and just use it for a trip or something like that. Um, so I think I started maybe three years ago and I'm at $980. And how much of that is growth? Um, the growth piece of it is about $80. So So I really probably put about $900 of my own money being invested. And then based on how the market's performing, I made 80. Um, but either way, I think that's kind of cool. Cause like, I'm just putting a little bit of money aside and not looking at it. And now I have basically almost a thousand dollars that I can pull out and spend. Unaccounted for right. in your mind. Yeah. And it's yeah. nice cause you don't have to think about it. There was a time where I checked acorns and I'm like, shit, like I lost money. Yeah. You can't do um, that. But because- yeah, exactly. And you just have to think like, oh, that's how the market's going. Like that's how the market is like what's going Adjusting. on with the market right yeah. now. Um, so I just left it and now I'm up $80 again. So that's really just based on all the market fluctuations, but it's kind of fun. Cause based on, you can, if you do purchase it with Sephora, Airbnb, all these other websites, they can do found money essentially where they can take the dollars you spent with that company and give oh, you neat. back money. So I like got money once for buying stuff from Sephora. I don't really know a hundred percent how it works, but they'll like give you Good money back. Know. So yeah, it's fun. Check it out. I like it. Cause now I have uh $980. I didn't realize I had. So yeah. Very interesting. I personally don't use it because <clears throat> number one, I, I spend a lot. So the roundup wasn't right. really working for me. That happened um, to me at one point too. So, but and, you know, then I had to talk to myself and be like, you know, you really need to get, like, a solid nest egg and, like, get True. the 401k in place True. before we start adding additional forms of that Good savings. point. So, good point. Um, yeah. But I think that's a really good resource. And there's, I think, other things out there like that. Um, so explore your options. If yeah. you want to start getting into investing without, you know, you're not going to be managing your own portfolio tomorrow, probably. For sure. And then last thing we just wanted to quickly touch on, um, just because this was a specific question from a couple people, um, was like how to pay off loans, you know, how do you make it happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, I'm in a position where I do have loans, but they are to my mother, not to an institution. Um, which I'm very, very fortunate to be in that position where I'm making a payment to someone without insane interest rates. Right. Um, most people are not in that position. Um, you know, there are some people that have college completely paid for. Uh, there are some people who are 
going through college completely on scholarships and private or federal loans. So everyone's different. But what I do know about loans um, is that it should be your first priority as far as your financial situation goes because every day that they are not paid off, you are paying more interest your debt is not going down. Yep. Like it, it's just, and I think a great resource for people who are really feeling clueless about where to start is Dave Ramsey. Um, and the snowball effect where he talks about like, just like, this is your number one priority in life. And if that means like you need to really cut back spending and not get to go out twice a week and you don't go out at all, like, whatever, like your future self will thank you. Um, and it's some really tough love. It doesn't work for everyone, but he has a philosophy of the snowball effect where you pay off your smallest loan and then bigger one and bigger one, and you gain confidence and excitement seeing them go away. Right. Um, That's a good point. And it snowballs into your success. Not for everyone. Um, but I think if you have loans, really look at your situation and say, Can for a year I live with my parents? Can for a year I have three roommates? Can I not go out at all? You know, like that's, and I can't speak to that experience because I'm privileged enough to not have to go through that. And that's very lucky. Um, But yeah, I think it's important to like, if you can make that the biggest priority besides basic living because- it just can fuck you so hard for so long and getting out of debt when you're 30 versus 60, like that's a yeah. whole different life that you're That's living. so true. Yeah. The only thing I could add really is if you're really stressed about it and have nowhere to go and no, no idea where to start, literally talk to an advisor or somebody because a financial advisor, um, because they're there to help you. Obviously that's what they know. So yeah. Um, but you can do it. If you have debt right now, you can do it. We can do it. Everyone can do it. Everyone's got debt. You know, it's fine. We can do it. In one form or another, whether it's, you know, credit cards are a form of loan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a form of debt. Loans. Um, medical bills. Yeah. We can do it. Like so many people, I feel like 90% of the people on the planet have loans. So debt, I guess. Yeah. So, a debt of some form. And everyone is going to get through it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think you just Educate need to yourself. figure out what your priorities are for your whole, this sounds dramatic, but, like, your whole life. Because when you're 40 and you're looking back at your 20s going, why did I spend that money on fucking around when I could have been out of debt 10 years earlier? Like, right. That, you might, like, that might bite you in the butt. So... As much as you can really think about the the bigger picture of life. Right. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. fun. Any last last tips or advice or thoughts, Jilly? Um, not really. Coming from a Capricorn. Yeah. Uh, money's great, but it's not the most important thing in the world. So It's not. No. Yeah. But do what chat. you can now to set yourself up for success. Tomorrow and the next day and all the future days. Definitely. Um, Don't lose sleep over it, though. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Just get by. 
It's all going to be fine. If you can't save for your 401k now, if you can't get on acorns, if you can't get out of debt, it's okay. Yeah, you're good. And reach out to those around you and to financial advisors and talk about money with your friends and your parents and those in your life. Definitely. Because it doesn't need to be such a taboo and like nuanced right. conversation. Yeah. Cool. With that, uh, best of luck, everyone. Thanks. See you next week. And again, we're not professionals. Oh, yeah, guys. Huge disclaimer. Guys, huge, huge disclaimer. Just talking about our experiences and our thoughts and our advice yeah, from we're our just, perspective. Just two people on a squish giving 22-year-old pe- perspective on money and life, you know. And if we're absolutely fucking wrong and if everything we said was wrong... Feel free to yell at us in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, call my ass out. <laughs> um, do what you need to do. But if Acorns is, is a bad app, tell me now. <laughs> what we've learned from our experience and what we do and our weaknesses and our strengths, and that's all. Yeah, definitely. Hope With you that, enjoyed. Uh, we'll see you at the next one. Sounds good. Bye. Bye, guys.